and we're going to continue on now as we continue our series on the building blocks uh, and and the building upon Jesus the foundation of Jesus we've talked about discipleship and uh, now we're starting to talk about prayer and we've had a lesson on why does God want us to pray uh, Josh last week talked about some uh, practicals from the prayer life of Daniel and really how Daniel did not let his external circumstances determine his internal convictions and this week we're going to transition to kind of another series within the series of prayer called teach us to pray and it's going to focus in specifically on the prayer life of Jesus and the prayer teachings of Jesus because well we're disciples of Jesus right we want to be like Jesus and how much more fundamental uh, being a disciple of Jesus and that is learning how to pray like Jesus prayed and having his prayer life in Luke chapter 11 verse 1 uh, it says that one day Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just like John taught his disciples to pray. And when I first read this, I thought, well, that's kind of weird. You, you know, why are these guys saying, Jesus, teach us to pray? Because they knew how to pray. Jesus' disciples, John's disciples, these were all Jewish uh, men and women, they, they were raised in the Jewish culture and the Jewish community and something that was very, very uh, uh, established was raising their kids in a spiritual way. They, when they would go to school, they wouldn't just go to church once a week or twice a week. Their school was training them in the Bible. Their school was training them into prayer from very, very early age. These guys were like super kingdom kids. They knew how to pray, but there was something different. Something different in Jesus' prayer life and evidently in John's prayer life that made them to say, hey, I know how to pray, but I don't know how to pray like you do. Uh, you, what, can you teach us? And I wonder, did they just see a, a passion in them? Did they see, uh, I don't know, something like a, a relationship, a connection with God that they didn't share a, 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 a genuineness, a purity that didn't come from the prayers they had learned or the rote prayers that they were saying. So they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Obviously, like, like, like you pray, Jesus. And in response to that, Jesus gave them what we call the Lord's Prayer. Now, the Lord's Prayer is mentioned two times in the New Testament. It's mentioned, the first time it's mentioned is in Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 9. Let's read that. It says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive or have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, the second time this is mentioned is in the passage we just read, Luke chapter 11. And uh, that one says, as we just read, you know, Jesus, his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And in verse 2, he said to them, well, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, as we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Now let's get into just a little bit of, uh, of uh, Bible nerdery here. Uh, you notice when I read these, they're not exactly the same. The Lord's Prayer is not the same in Matthew as it is in, in Luke. Now in Matthew, 
what it is, it's a, it's a teaching. It's, the Lord's Prayer is tucked into a, a broader lesson on prayer, and that broader lesson is put into between an even broader lesson that we know as the Sermon on the Mount. And so it was preached or taught to many, many people. The one in Luke was a direct response to a request, teach us to pray, and we get the feeling that it was just a few people around that Jesus did that. We also notice that Matthew adds, our Father who art in heaven. Luke didn't add the who art in heaven part. And then Matthew has that part that says, your will be done on earth like it is in heaven. Luke didn't have that part either. And then the whole phrase, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For those of you who are used to hearing the, uh, the Lord's Prayer song uh, type of thing or praying this, uh, you know, you understand that phrase that's at the end. Yet I didn't read it in Matthew or Luke because it's not there in many of the modern translations. And so as I'm digging around, I'm looking at what, what in the world? Why did we leave this out? It's because some people feel like it was added maybe later by some scribes. But upon further really digging, no, I, I don't believe that. I, I don't think it was. One of the first times that it shows up is in an actually very early manuscript. It's not in the manuscript of Matthew and Luke, but it's in something called the Teaching of the Apostles. And this was very early 100s, so it's actually very, very uh, soon or after the Gospels were written, and they were teaching on the Lord's Prayer, and it was added there. Uh, in pretty much all the, the main Greek and Latin manuscripts, it is there, but it's only there in Matthew. It's not there in Luke. And I'm thinking, if I'm a scribe and I'm trying to add something in to kind of beef up the Lord's Prayer, you know, add this little doxology, why not add to both of them? Why would I only add it into one of them? And I think, no, I, I really believe it ought to be added there. We're going to add it there. And when we get on to that point in teaching, we're going to include that in on our study. Now, Jesus, he didn't write a detailed how to pray book. Okay, we've got thousands upon thousands of books on how to pray. And, uh, you know, Jesus didn't do that. He did think it was an important subject. Uh, he, he did teach on it in Matthew. And then there were many examples of Jesus praying. Now, we have several examples all the way from little one-line prayers while he's on the cross to the entire chapter of uh, John, chapter 17, which is a prayer. So to figure out how to pray like Jesus, we're going to have to dig into not just what he taught on prayer, but also looking at his example of prayer and seeing some of the principles of his relationship with God and his prayer life and see how those principles can apply to us. Now, we see, first of all, in Luke chapter 11, we see that prayer is something that needs to be learned. Prayer is learned. They're saying, Lord, teach us to pray. And like I said before, they knew how to pray, but they wanted to go deeper. They wanted his kind of prayer life. Prayer is more than just talking to God. I know we say that sometimes, and I know I've studied the Bible with many, many people, and we always try to pray at the end of the Bible study, and I encourage the person we're studying the Bible with, why don't you join us here, and I'll lead a little bit, and then you, you pray a little bit, and many people feel very uncomfortable, and we tell them, look, praying is just talking to God, and that's true, it is, but truth is, it's, it's more than just talking to God. Talking to our eternal Father, the creator of the universe, Lord of Lords, is no trivial matter. And one shouldn't take it lightly or flippantly. 
As we see in Jesus' prayer, uh, in his teachings on prayer, he lets us know that this is an important thing. And so if you go back to Matthew, before he gets to that Lord's Prayer part, he does some teaching on prayer. Okay, and that's what we're going to read now. And uh, beginning here in Matthew chapter 6, he says, And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. But I tell you that they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in, in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't be like the babbling, like the pagans, for they think they're going to be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Now, actually, that was verses 5 through 8. The, the reference there on the screen says 9 through 13. But just to let you know that, that that's, that's actually what I was reading was the 5 through 8. The 9 through 13 is the Lord's Prayer part. This is actually the teaching before it. Now, in this first lesson, we're going to focus first and foremost on the concept that prayer is between you and God. And it's you talking to the creator of the universe. He begins by talking about don't pray, don't be a hypocrite when you pray. Don't be like the hypocrites. There's something about heart. There's something about intention. There's something about integrity. And he gets into the, you know, don't you go into the inner closet and do that. It's not really about the posture or the location that's important to Jesus. Jesus prayed in public. Matter of fact, in Luke 11, that's what he was doing. And people said, hey, they heard him. They heard him praying and they said, teach us to pray. Jesus did that. It's more about purpose. It's more about heart. It's more about understanding. This is me talking to God. This is me talking to the creator of the universe and not just doing the right thing, but doing it with the right heart. And this had been talked about long, long before, centuries before in Malachi chapter 1, verse 10. God himself said, Oh, that one of you would shut the temple doors so that you would not light useless fires on my altar. I'm not pleased with you, says the Lord Almighty. I will accept no offering from your hands. You know, these people were doing the right things in the right place, but with the wrong heart the wrong motive, the wrong purpose. They didn't understand who they were talking to. Therefore, God rejected them. These are the things. Talking to God is no trivial matter. In prayer, purity of heart matters more than the perfection of the practice. And Jesus gives a counterpoint to this showing respect to God and understanding who you're kind of. He gives that counterpoint at the beginning of the Lord's Prayer. In his example, he says, say, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed, or hallowed, depending upon how you pronounce that word, be your name. He begins with a heart of reverence for God. He immediately puts God where he belongs and us where we belong. And that's separate. That word, that hallowed, we never use that word other than in this context. It means separate, set apart, holy. God's name, God, is holy and different. Yes, it's true. Jesus would use the, the, the word pater, which is for the word father, and it is a very familial, intimate name for one's father. But Jesus never forgot who God is, who God's was, and he submitted himself to God. 
I've spoken before about an example uh, many years ago of a brother who was coming up to, to pray for the church, and he walked up to the microphone. He said, hey, Dad, how you doing? What's going on? And I don't know if he was trying to show his closeness or the relaxed uh, uh, relationship with God. And I don't want to be critical or judgmental, but it made me uncomfortable, particularly trying to play, pray in, in public because we're talking to God here. And yes, I am a friend of God. That's how the song goes, right? He calls me friend. All right. And we should have that, but we can never lose sight of his godness, his divinity, that for him, he has the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And I think about my own relationship with my dad. Uh, you know, I called him Pops. <laughs> my kids, my grandkids, they call me Pops. We had a great, close relationship. Even as he got older and I got older, it got closer and closer. And I always had an incredible respect and familiarity and comfortability with him. But I never worshipped him. See, that in my relationship with God is something different. I can have the closeness and the intimacy, but with him also, there's this attitude of worship and reverence that didn't, I didn't really have with my own father, although I loved him deeply. So for this week's lesson in prayer, as we start building upon Jesus, teach us to pray. I want us to remember and focus on who, to whom we are speaking, to whom we're talking to. And think about your prayer life. Think about how we address God. Think about how you talk to him, your tone, your words. Consider okay, I can be a friend. I can be his child. I can, I can have that closeness, but you know what? I'm also his servant. I'm also a humble worshiper, and I can never lose sight of that. And think about that this week, and as we build upon that, as we continue on into the lesson next week, as we get into Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse uh, 6 through 8, uh, it says, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. And then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, don't be, keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they're going to be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need, even before you ask Him. So we're going to get into that aspect of our prayer life and uh, as teaching, uh, as Jesus continues to teach us to pray.